Hi guys, welcome back. As always, I am your host, Jacqueline, and this is the Amigapreneur Podcast, where we feature women of color who are entrepreneurs and creatives. Me, along with my amazing guests, help you shift from a place of pain to a place of purpose, from feeling stuck to taking action on your vision. If you're new here, don't forget to subscribe. We are all about mindset shifts, and that's why today I am very, very excited about this very special guest. First, some great news though, I just launched my very first online course entitled Podcasting 101 Masterclass to help those aspiring podcasters go from vision to launch. I love helping women of color, business owners, and creatives to tell their stories, and now I created something that is both affordable and accessible. This no-nonsense course will help you build your brand and further monetize your business. I will be including the course link in the show notes. Now, on to today's guest. Coriel is a former educator who managed to turn her 32K teaching salary into a six-figure brand. As the chief experience officer of Work, Pray, Slay, an annual four-day empowerment weekend for women who are ready to win. Coriel is determined to help other women realize their dream and get paid their worth. She hosts a weekly podcast show entitled Confessions of a Workaholic and creates a tribe-building travel experience for women through her Busy at the Beach brand. She's an international speaker, author, and award-winning entrepreneur, an educator who's been featured nationally by Forbes, Essence Magazine, The Huffington Post, to name a few. In this podcast interview, Coriel opens up about what it took to go from an abusive relationship to creating the success she has today. So definitely after ending that abusive relationship, um, when I was engaged to be married, after that was over, I literally was questioning how I ended up in this situation, like what I was going through mentally to put myself in a position to accept being treated the way I had been. Um, and that whole time, even you know before it ended, really just doing um, you know all of that like mental abuse to myself of you know how did you end up here. Um, how you know I just never saw myself as the type of person to end up in a situation like that the type of woman to be in an abusive relationship to put up with the things that I put up with so that was definitely something that I went through that made me question who I was but I think it also helped in that it, it allowed me the opportunity to redefine who I was because I really felt like I had a second chance on life and I, I believe that that happens to us as well it's either an event or a relationship that we're in, once we end it, we start saying, how did I allow myself to get into that? And I had a relationship, it wasn't abusive, but it was very emotionally abusive. And I punished myself, I think for months, of how did I put up with that? How did I let him talk to me that way? How did I let him make me feel a certain way? And I really had to look at myself and what was going on. What was that process for you to shift your mindset? And what did you realize you know, before the relation, even that, that you would allow something like that to, to happen? Well, I definitely uh, learned how the law of attraction really works. Like before that, I had watched The Secret. I had done vision boards. I knew like what law of attraction meant, but I didn't really experience it and, and um, experience it with this type of awareness until I was in that relationship and looked back 
and realized that I had literally attracted everything that I experienced. And so that situation definitely taught me that, you know, whether you're doing it consciously or subconsciously, we're always attracting things to us based on what we want, based on our thoughts, based on the intentions we set, based on the conversations we have. And so it definitely taught me how to be more intentional with what I say that I want. Um, it taught me how to, you know, really figure out and, and take that hard look at myself. Um, even, even when I didn't have anybody else, you know, to point me in the right direction or tell me what I should do next. It really forced me to get real with myself and realize that I was the only person that I could rely on. At the end of the day, the people closest to me were excited that I was engaged. When I got unengaged, they were excited that I broke it off. And, and that taught me that the people around me are going to be excited about what I'm excited about. So they don't they aren't necessarily operating with, you know, what's best for me. They might just be operating with what's going to make me happy at the moment and not really wanting to go against the grain. So realizing that in that situation really taught me that I had to, um, you know, like put my big girl panties on and be be there for myself, even when I expect other people to be there or to point me in the right direction. I had to be that for myself. And so that I think is like the, the biggest thing that that experience taught me. Now that you're looking back, you realize what was going on. Can you take us back to that place where it was it was a moment for you of doubt, I'm sure, anxiety, you wanted different, but you didn't know exactly what you wanted? What was it exactly that, the, I guess, the catapult of what made that mind shift? Was it that, what was like the first couple of steps? You just started thinking different, you started reading books. Like, what would you tell a woman that's in that situation and is getting out of it? And she can't, it's that, I guess what I call the in-between. She can't go back because that's no longer serving her, but she doesn't know exactly what that new woman looks like. She's in the in-between. So what are a couple of steps that you took so that you can start developing what you really wanted and desired in your life? So yeah, it was definitely a lot of soul searching. Uh, my mindset had to change. Um, and, and I talk a lot about mindset because you know people want to talk about making money or being successful right their goals but if you don't have the mindset to be able to sustain that success you might attain it but you're not really going to be able to keep it and so really um, peeling back the layers um, to figure out why you believe what you believe how you ended up who you are, why you've been, you know, accepting whatever it is that you've been settling for, how you ended up thinking that this is what you were worthy of, like really peeling back the layers to figure out subconsciously, like what it was that attracted you to this situation or to this person or, you know, to this experience. And so it was therapy. You know, I had to go to therapy to get an, an objective outside voice because the people closest to me, they love me. They just want me to be happy, even if it's not necessarily what's healthy. They, you know, want me to be happy. Whereas someone who is an objective voice just wants what's best, regardless of how I'm going to feel about it. You know, they can help you get outside of your head and think um, in a new way. And so typically a lot of the people who we surround ourselves with, whether it's friends or family, they have the same thought processes as you. Like they have the same belief systems as you. So they're going to... Um, 
tell you things that are, you know, the norm versus somebody on the outside looking in that can tell you something because they're seeing it from a, a different perspective or have a different set of experiences to base their opinions on. So definitely therapy was, was super beneficial. Um, and then, yeah, I read a whole lot of books. Like I literally took time off from dating. I literally dedicated my life back to myself because I realized that I had spent so much time planning to become a wife. Like all of my energy was working toward me fitting into this relationship. And now that the relationship was over, I really had to figure out who I was, what I wanted, what I wanted to do, how I wanted to spend my time, what my life's purpose was. Like I really had to just go back to the drawing board and figure those things out. And I think for anybody who's in a situation like this, you number one have to realize that you have to be loyal to yourself. Like at the end of the day, you cannot choose to be loyal to someone else and someone else's interests and wants over your own. Um, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup that, that, it sounds simple, but it's so true. If you give away everything you have, you literally have nothing left for yourself. So um, that's number one. You have to understand that. But the other thing is you also have to understand about how you are attracting the things that you are experiencing. If I look back over my life uh, with the people that I've dated or, you know, not even necessarily dated, just been connected to in business or a friend. My relationships are a reflection of my of me, of what I was putting out there. The types of people that I was surrounding myself with was a reflection on how I felt about myself and what I believed about myself and what I believed I deserved and what I believed my worth was. And so who you have been attracting is a direct correlation to, to you and what you're putting out there. So definitely want to take a look at yourself and not um, only think about what went wrong, but think about what your role was in all of it and figure out how you can learn from it so that you don't make the same mistake twice. So what I'm getting for, from you is it all kind of started with questioning yourself and then getting outside of your circle and realizing that number one, your circle just wanted you to be happy regardless of what it was, whether it was good for you or not. Then you looked, then you got into te therapy to get some guidance. And I'm just going to talk a little bit about that because I know for some people, they think that that's the answer, right? I go to therapist, she's going to fix everything for me, right? I'm going to ask her questions and she's the one that's going to like um, fix things for me. But at the end of the day, I always tell people a therapist is just a guide into you build your own tools that work for you. And those tools are different for everyone, right? And it seems like for you, questioning constantly questioning and asking yourself about your beliefs. What did I do? Like taking responsibility about your part, right? And what, what led to that? And then also it looks like you talked about your beliefs. What are your beliefs about yourself and how did you bring, how did you bring to life what you believed about yourself? Now with, with all of that and now where you are today, I mean, you're, you have an event coming up, you have your podcast, you have a multiple streams of income, you're in a place that I feel that a lot of women want to be. And, and one of the biggest thing that I admire about you is that it's your mentality, that everything started changing when your mind started shifting. Right now, was this around the time I know that you took your you used to be a school teacher. You used to earn 32K a year, and now you have this thriving business. Was that all happening within that relationship or that everything started shifting your business, your outlook on life after you did this, or was that during? No, so I was a full-time teacher um, when I was in that relationship, and actually that relationship was my exit from teaching. Um, long story short, I had given up my teaching career here 
And well, giving up my teaching contract here in Atlanta, after I ended that engagement, because the, the, the shame of ending that relationship was just so heavy that I really just wanted to like leave town. So I was supposed to go teach in Abu Dhabi. Um, at the very last minute, I realized that I was going for the wrong reasons and ended up um, giving up that contract. And that is what led me to starting my business and figuring out, you know, what my entrepreneurial journey was going to look like. But if it wasn't for that relationship, I don't know how or when I would have been able to make that move. Um, I don't know what else could have like scared me away from teaching or got me, you know, out of the career field. But that was definitely um, a blessing in disguise. And the soul searching part of it, I would say, is what started off like everything else as being a domino effect. All of the things that I've been able to do, this has been, you know, five or six years in the making. So it definitely wasn't I quit teaching one year and then the next year I was making six figures in my business. It's definitely been, you know, a process. But I will say that the start of that process was not necessarily the relationship, but it was that soul searching um, and really like rededicating myself to myself that I did after that relationship. When I was reading those books, when I was going to therapy, when I was doing the work. And like you said, not just going to somebody and talking about something and then going back to my regular life and doing whatever I wanted to do. Like you really have to execute. You really have to apply the things that you're reading in these books. You really have to um, be intentional um, in order for you to start seeing some changes. So it was that period of me uh, like like going through a transformation mentally and spiritually and even physically. I started eating differently, like everything. I changed everything. Um, and that is what, you know, kind of started me on um, the journey that I am now. So did you see it as something helpful when you started like your business? What were some of the tools that you took from that relationship and everything that you were learning? Because going into your own business is extremely difficult, right? Especially when you're coming from a nine to five mentality. You're, you're going, you go, there's a, there's a paycheck, you know exactly what's going to happen, but then you start a business and that in a sense starts happening again right these questions or did you not have that doubt what were the doubts that you had starting how did that look for you and did you use the tools that you had for ending that relationship and did you put it into starting your business definitely so the biggest thing that that relationship taught me was that I could literally do anything the things that I was dealing with with this guy were so unbelievable and crazy that I really felt like if I can get away from that in one piece, in my right mind, I can literally do anything. And so it was an extremely empowering um, experience, although it was, you know, extremely painful as well. But it really showed me what I was made of. Like it was, it was that, 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 you know, like the wilderness that I had to go through and like come fighting my way out. Like I had to um, come up with those survival skills in order to make it out of that. And I did it. And, and, Knowing that I could do that, I knew that there was nothing, there's nothing out there that I can't do if, if I, once I made that decision, because the, the way that I so effortlessly walked away from that relationship that, you know, should not have been that easy to walk away from the, the way that I did it was literally just deciding that it was time. You know, it was like I, I had, I knew it was time in the back of my head, but I continued to make excuses until it was really time. But the moment I decided 
it's time it was over with and there was no going back there was you know like it, it was just a done deal and so i showed myself something new about myself you know going through that experience i learned something new i saw a new strength that i didn't know that i had i saw a new resourcefulness that i didn't know that i had and so i've definitely um taken you know those those things um and use them in my business um naturally i think that once you once you learn something about yourself, like once you see what you're capable of, what you're made of, nobody can convince you to go back to being whatever you were before that or believing whatever, you know, before that. And so um, it naturally has kind of benefited me in my business because that was like me proving to myself what I was made of. So if I could do that, I can do anything. Love that. Now, I want to talk about being a first time business owner. A lot of the times when we're starting out, we're not even really too sure. So what would be your advice? It looks like one of the biggest things that I've learned for myself and now learning from other entrepreneurs and businesswomen is taking care of your mindset and really believing in yourself. That's the biggest thing that I'm getting is that doing the work for yourself and believing in yourself. But when you're just getting started, what advice would you give business women who are just getting started? Or what would you have told yourself in the beginning? Um, well, I think a lot, why a lot of people kind of struggle to get started or keep going or, you know, stay motivated is because they're selling themselves short on their skills. If you have been working any type of job for more than five years, which the majority of us you know, adult women have been, you have some type of skills that has been making somebody money for all of this time. Even though you've only been making, you know, the, the coins, somebody has been making the big checks because of the work that you've been putting in. So all of those skills that you've accumulated over the years, all of the experiences that you have, all of those trainings that you've attended, all of that professional development, all of those man hours that you've put in, earning money for these other people, you have those skills. Like you have that intelligence, you have that wisdom. You you can do it, you can do it for yourself. And so it's, a, it's always a mindset thing. It's always realizing how great you are, realizing what you're worth, realizing the value that you add, and nobody can do that for you. So I could talk to you till you're blue in the face, but if you really don't think that you are worthy of this amount of money or this level of freedom or this level of responsibility or whatever comes with entrepreneurship, then you're, you can get it, but you're going to mess it up. You're not going to be able to keep it. So it really comes down to you doing the self work, like within yourself to figure out what it is that you really identify as like your value, your worth, um, and, and what you bring to the world. And I think that it starts there as business owners. It is it, new business owners. It is sometimes challenging because you don't have, those you know successful clients that are you know validating your your work you don't have you know all of those orders that show you that people are actually interested in but i really truly believe ain't nothing to it but to do it like you cannot start until you get started you're not going to make any money until you start you're not going to get any clients until you start you're not going to grow a following until you start and a lot of people get stuck because they just can't get started. They can't talk themselves into believing that it's time or they have enough money or they're ready or they've learned enough. You know, all of those things we, we talk ourselves out of. So the biggest thing that I would say for beginning business owners is to check in with yourself spiritually. Check in with like your self-love levels. Like where where is your self-worth really? Because if your self-worth is lacking, you are not going to be mentally or spiritually 
uh, fit enough to deal with the hurdles and the obstacles that are going to come up um, as you're building your business. So I'm going to just shift it. That was amazing. It just continues to go back when it comes to everything about your self-worth, checking yourself spiritually and all of that. If you can get through one relationship, just like you said, realizing what skills you have and then checking your mindset when you start seeing all these blocks come up. And I think that's the biggest thing that I'm getting out of this, that no matter how many how to's and telling you people that you're blue in the face, that if you don't check your mindset, your spirituality and really realize what you have to give, then things are not going to go probably the way that you want them to. <laughs> now I'm just going to shift the conversation because I have been talking about podcasting and specifically for women of color, because for me, it's so important to get more women out there, especially women of color to talk about their stories so that women that are out there that are doubting that they can put their business out there or their story out there, who would really care. Um, can you talk to me about how mark, um, podcasting has really helped you to get, you know, it's free marketing, first of all. <laughs> um, it's great for business, but can you talk about how helpful podcasting has been for you? Absolutely. So podcasting has been amazing for so many ways. Um, like you mentioned, probably the number one benefit of podcasting in terms of, you know, for business owners is having that free platform to be able to advertise yourself, your products, your services, but more than just advertising, podcasting, I think, creates just another level of intimacy between you and your audience. So social media is like, you know, one level. Um, podcasting is like another level email you know you have another type of relationship and it's just different levels and so you want to be able to reach your audience in different ways because everybody who's interested in podcasts may not be opening up your emails everybody who's following you on social media may not be you know listening to your podcast so you want to um, make sure that you're taken care of across the board and you have something for everyone. So definitely, you know, the advertising and being able to promote yourself and your products is one benefit of podcasting, but also establishing relationships with like-minded women or women you admire. I have been able to connect with so many women, like, like my, the friends in my head that I follow on Instagram, you know, like those people, I've been able to really connect with amazing people who are doing amazing things um, because of the platform that I've created through my podcast. And so relationships are everything in business. Um, and, and when you have those genuine relationships, not a relationship based on what I can do for you or what you can do for me, but when you, you know, reach out to someone with coming from the standpoint of, I admire you. I love what you're doing. I would love to share your work with the world. People feel good about that. People are excited to talk about themselves. People are, you know, excited to, to be interviewed and, you know, have an opportunity to get in front of a new audience. So it's a win-win for everyone. And uh, the circle is really small, you know, in, in like the empowerment industry and, you know, in, in kind of what I do. So I, nine times out of 10, I bump into these people that I'm interviewing. So if we've already had this conversation and, you know, are familiar with one another, then we're much more likely to, you know, establish even more of a relationship or, you know, even a working relationship um, offline as well. So definitely uh, free promotion and then relationship building, I would say are like the biggest benefits um, that podcasting has on my business. And can you talk to us about your event? I know you have an event coming up and I feel like 
because you talked about intimacy, a whole new level of intimacy and relationships, I feel that it's a perfect moment to talk about your event that's coming up. Yes. So Workplace Slay Weekend, this is our sixth annual conference. It's a four-day fun-filled experience for women who are ready to win. And so we have programming that's going to help you both personally as well as professionally. So whether you want to learn about personal finance or personal branding, we have a doctor talking about stress release. Um, we have you know people talking about creating your exit strategy from your nine to five. We have interactive booths, panel conversations, uh, vendor shopping, champagne toast, a big hat brunch. It's a fun-filled four-day weekend, and there is still um, a few passes left. So this year, it's um, November 1st through 4th in just a couple days right here in Atlanta, um, and I'm super excited about it. It is empowerment overload. It's a feel-good weekend and an opportunity for you to connect with like-minded, like-spirited women who want you to win. Being where you are right now, seeing that you have events, you have a podcast, you're doing all these amazing things. And looking back at that woman that kind of felt lost, right? She was wondering about how to get out of that relationship. Um, probably could have never imagined something like this. What would you go back and tell her if you could? Trust the process. I am like the most impatient person on the planet. I want what I want when I want it. And I'm going to try my best to get it, you know, and, and in business, you can't be like that in relationships. You can't be like that. And so if I could just tell my younger self, um, something I would just say to trust the process and, and realize that everything is working out perfectly. Like everything is unfolding perfectly, even when you, when it doesn't look like it, like even when the vision that you have for your life doesn't match the view that you're currently seeing in your life, you have to remember that everything is unfolding perfectly. And lastly, where, how can we support you and where can we find you? So I'm at Coriel on all social media as well as Coriel.com. And then um, for information about Work, Pray, Slay, you can log on to WorkPraySlay.com. That's work with an E. Work, Pray, Slay on Instagram. And if you're not going to be able to make it this year, passes for 2019 Work, Pray, Slay are going to be on sale soon. And how can we support you? You can support me by logging on to Coriel.com, listening to my weekly podcast show, Confessions of a Workaholic. And if you are an entrepreneur and income is your goal, then definitely log on to the GetMoneyGang.com to find out how we can work together as I support millennial entrepreneurs with monetization strategies.